0: mm yeah. Hello and welcome to Potter Not, a podcast for those with conflicted Harry Potter feelings. And this is a bonus episode about the movies, the good and the bad. I am Zoe, she, her, and even more jaded fan.
1: I am E, my pronouns are she, they, and I am a conflicted fan.
0: And I am Adela, my pronouns are she,
2: her, and I am a tired fan.
0: And we watched the third movie, which I actually enjoyed. (laughs) Yeah!
2: Yes. I think we all enjoyed the third movie. Yeah, it was
1: great. (laughs) Especially watching it. One day after the second movie, which we all, to varying degrees, disliked.
0: <laughs> if you haven't gone back and listened to our previous episode, uh, we also watched the first two Harry Potter movies and we had a lot of mixed feelings and went off topic a lot because there wasn't a lot to say that wasn't negative. So now we are going to talk to the third movie. Yes.
2: So this is the uh, movie with a new director, Alfonso um, Cuarón. Some- New filming locations, a new Dumbledore, new music. Well, I mean, there's a lot of new music. Same, same composer, though. Um, yeah,
1: uh, still John Williams. Yeah. Uh, new major characters, which is not really the case between one and two.
2: Yeah, the only new one in between one and two is Lockhart and Dobby, yeah. I guess. Which we did. not talk about Dobby at, at all. At all. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <What's>? We all <laughs> erased Dobby from our minds. That's fine.
2: We'll get there. Don't worry.
0: Uh, the third movie
2: is really good.
0: It's real good. Uh, starting with um, Dan Rad is going through puberty. Welcome to puberty, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant, and all of the actors. Uh, also Emma Watson, and but like, but espe- espe- es- especially, especially, uh-huh. <laughs> especially, but especially Dan Rad, <laughs> Rupert Grant. Um, their voices hit a nice big drop.
1: Yeah, his voice changes between one and two, but especially between two and
0: ten. yeah. It's very funny to me, um, watching these children blossom before our eyes. Tom Felton's face just, like, elongated by two feet. He had this little oh, yeah. round nugget face in one and two, and suddenly he's got, like, an adult face. It's very funny to me.
2: Also, they stopped doing the weird slicked back hair. <laughs> yeah, they gave the yeah.
0: him a normal haircut.
2: I think also they get better at uh, bleaching his hair as the movies go on. They because, do. like, at it... the beginning, it's, like, it's yellow. It <laughs> yeah. is yellow in the second movie. <laughs>
0: It's not great. They, like, they learned how to do some toner involved in there. Yeah, it's a much better movie. I actually enjoyed myself watching this movie. Um, I did have the benefit of... So I live in Somerville, Massachusetts, the home of Marshmallow Fluff. Marshmallow Fluff was invented in Massachusetts here in Somerville. And every year in mid-September, they have the Fluff Festival... Due to COVID, it was the virtual fluff festival this year, but that meant that I walked down to Gracie's ice cream. If you're in the area, please go visit Gracie's ice cream in Union Square in Somerville, Massachusetts. But I walked down to Gracie's and I got chocolate fluff ice cream. And so I was uh, enjoying a nice treat while we started this movie, which definitely put me in a better mood anyway. It is chocolate ice cream that has been swirled with marshmallow fluff. That sounds so good. It's so good.
2: I don't eat marshmallows, but I'm happy for you.
0: <laughs> it was fucking rad.
2: Yeah, we finished the movie and I said, can we watch it again? And he said, yes, please.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: If it wasn't also very long, yeah, I would have watched it twice.
0: I think that, um, and this is, uh, I'm going to introduce something for Adela to jump off of, but I think that the moment when I remembered how good this movie is, is like 15 minutes in or 10 minutes in when you get to the scene where Marge blows up.
2: The music and the, like, the just the way that whole scene is filmed. And, like, none of us are film people, I don't think. None of us are, like, educated no. in film critique or anything or, like, film making. I know the basics, but-
1: they take time to do like little shots. That's what I'm saying. Of, like, like we can tell buttons flying and the building chaos.
2: I also really like the like pulling back through the house after like the Dursleys. Are the, in the long and...
0: pull away shot where you see mm-hmm. sort of Marge floating away and Dudley going back to his cake and Vernon shouting and yelling. There's this like very peace. It's peaceful all around in this long, long pull away like drone shot. Basically, and then mm-hmm. it's like interrupted by Harry's trunk. Thunking down yeah. downstairs, it's great. It's, yep, <laughs> this whole let me, Alfonso Quaran, if you're listening,
1: which obviously <laughs> you are.
0: <laughs> nice job, man. Nice job.
1: You did man. a good one.
0: This is a good one. <laughs> um, but specifically the music, the music in the Marge scene, Adela.
1: Oh, I choreographed
2: a dance to it one time. I wanted to do a Harry Potter dance for my senior ballet class because they were all Harry Potter fans. And I was going through all of the different music and like just a waltz is really good for ballet and that waltz is just... It's great.
0: It's delightful.
2: It's so good.
0: Even if you hate the Harry Potter franchise, I encourage all of you to go on to whatever music, whatever you use, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, whatever, and just listen to the soundtrack. Yeah.
2: Especially of the first three movies, but especially of the third movie.
1: It's a good soundtrack, but it also like is super tailored to fit the scenes. Every scene. Yeah. That it's in. Like towards the end, where Harry and Hermione use the time turner, there's a ticking under like most of the soundtrack which through I that entire sequence, before. which serves as the rhythm for it, which is so good.
0: It's so good. It's like half metronome, half clock, and, and then you see like the clock of doom. And the- this movie is not subtle about it. It's- <laughs> I mean, neither is the book. Also, this is just a side note apparently the actress who played merge also played trunchbull in matilda and that yeah. blew my fucking mind so like
2: i so when we were watching that scene i was like her mannerisms look really familiar and i was like because in uh matilda the trunchbull is like she has like a fake nose on and stuff and obviously her hair is way different and she's like so tall but i recognized the mannerisms and i was like hmm and then Zoe was like, no, I'm definitely sure that this is not true. And I looked it up and it's true.
0: <laughs> the reason is in my head, Matilda came out way earlier than 1996. And so I was mm. like, oh, this woman whose name is Pam Ferris. Pam Ferris can't have played Agatha Trunchbull because yeah. that was like 1990 or 1990. I should have I should have known because I am the same age as, oh, my God, I've just forgotten her name who played Matilda.
2: Oh, really? Mara Wilson?
0: mara wilson when was yeah. she born she's only three years older than me um so yeah i'm basically the same age as her she was nine when this movie was mm-hmm. what came out right so like in my head i was like oh this was whatever but that can't be true this is the same actress and it it just absolutely blew my mind yeah
2: pam harris very very good at playing like cartoon villains mm-hmm. yes <laughs>
0: Yeah, she did a great job with Aunt Marge. One of the things that I like that Adela will probably say she didn't like, I think is really important to bring up here is there's a lot of slicing and dicing yes. of things here, right? Like, the pace is fast. It is yes. still a very long movie.
2: The whole movie is paced very quickly, but I, I think especially the first, like, 15 minutes or so from, when, like, from the opening shot to Harry getting on the night bus is it's so snappy. fast. Which is fine, and like I now I appreciate that. As a kid watching it, I was like, "Why didn't we get the full scenes? Why didn't we get everything that happens?"
0: And I think that I really enjoyed it because I always hate being with the Dursleys, and I'm like, "Why can't we just skip this bit? I don't care about this bit." Like it's the same exactly. It is paced really well. Like you get the feeling of each piece. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that Harry doesn't have his Hogsmeade letters signed doesn't matter because yeah, it doesn't matter later. Yeah, Yeah. Vernon didn't sign it, whatever. When he's on his way to Hogsmeade, McGonagall can pull him aside and say, you know- You You don't have it it signed. Yeah, Yeah. and like, it doesn't even matter in the plot until that moment anyway, so why would you introduce- And they also made Hogsmeade matter less. Exactly, which makes sense because, as Simon Sweetman pointed out in our wrap-up episode for Book 3, why the fuck wasn't Hogsmeade mentioned earlier than Book 3? It's an entire town right next to the castle. Yeah. Also, that's where the station pulls. I'm pretty sure that's where the Hog... That is
2: where the hogs. Yeah, that is where. That's the hog- where the Hogwart Hogwarts Express, Express pulls in. Is pulls in
0: yeah. Hogsmeade. And you- anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyway, this was a really good adaptation. This is a great movie. It's a bad adaptation. It's an okay adaptation. It's
1: a. It takes artistic liberty, mm-hmm. in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I feel like there was one thing, a few things that I disagreed with,
2: uh, but I don't remember them. Mention the Shrunken Head. Bad. It's, bad it's bad
1: the if you don't remember or haven't seen this film on the night bus there's a shrunken head doing a jamaican impression
0: yeah yeah and they come back there in me too yeah
1: yeah those ones aren't as racist they're just creepy yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: um bad sucks bad
2: yeah that was a bad choice
1: the Night Bus segment was a little bit too comical for me.
2: Especially because in the time that the movie came out, like, kids, like, weren't seeing the, I don't know, the, like, commentary, the social commentary that we are seeing now and, like, knowing that these things are not good. So, like, yeah. at the time when that movie came out, I thought that that was hilarious. And, like, so did everyone that I saw who, who that I knew who saw the movie.
1: Right. It's a silly head doing a silly accent. Yeah. If you don't know, like... If
2: you don't know that it's a problem.
1: If you haven't been educated on, you know, racist so caricatures. now I'm
2: like, yeah, I'm not proud of the fact that I thought that was hilarious, but that is the case. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, and they should not have put yeah. that in the movie. I mean, it's,
1: it's on the filmmakers much more than it is on any child who yes. had fun.
2: Also, side note, uh, J.K.R. did state later that she uh, wished that she had put that in there and that, oh, she, good. That, that she wished that that was from the books. So that's great. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was another thing we noticed as we were, or we talked about as we were watching the movies, was like things that uh, JKR stole from the movies and put into the books. Um, like the Weasleys' clock. Sorry, I'm just like hijacking this entire thing. But, no, it's good. Um, Go on. There's a few things that um show up in the first few movies that are not in the books until after the movies came out and then JKR just slipped them into the books. In the first book, in the second book, sorry. There is a clock that is described in the bur- in the Burrow which mm-hmm. is I was about to say the Bursley's house which is <laughs> <in> <laughs> the, the other borough. Bursley's <laughs> in the Burrow um which is a clock that says like time ta- it's like a schedule clock. It's like time, right, to, it's get like up, time to cook, time to do time whatever. time for dinner. um whatever. yeah and then in the movie they made that like showing the members of the family where they are and like whether they're at work or at home or at school or whatever, um, or in mortal peril, and that is a clock that becomes very important later in the books. And I like that it's in the books, but also, she did steal that from the movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, you said apparently the staircases are.
2: Oh yeah, the staircases she don't took move from in the, the books. film as well. They don't move in the early books. In the early books, that the when they describe when she describes the uh, architecture of Hogwarts in the first book, she describes trick stairs trick doorways and like a bunch of other things but not moving staircases the only moving Mm -hmm. staircase is uh dumbledore's office which we don't see till the second
1: right um, which i think was a pretty good i liked dumbledore's office
0: oh yeah that's not true she does say that some staircases led different way different Different... she the way that she describes it covers moving staircases she says there were 142 staircases at hogwarts wide sweeping ones narrow rickety ones some that led somewhere different on a Friday, some with a vanishing step halfway up that you had to remember to jump. Gotcha. Then there were doors okay. that wouldn't open unless you asked politely or tickled them in the right place. I think that her description covers that. And besides, okay. moving staircases are not very common in the later books anyway. That's sure. fair.
2: It's not as blatant as the clock.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyway, sorry, I got us off track. The You said you don't like how comedic the...
1: Yeah, I thought the night bus segment was a little bit too, like, Helter Skelter for, I mean, I think that's what it was in the book. Yeah,
2: but it was a little bit, it went on a little bit long. It went
1: on a little bit long. I like they did the same bit a couple of times with like the bus screeching to a stop and then whatever. It was just, eh, eh. I could have done with less of that and a little bit more of something else later, you know? I
2: think this is the only time we see the night bus in the movies, right? Because we do see the night bus later in the books, but I don't think we see them in the movie. I don't think so.
0: And Stan is supposed to show up again in book four, and I don't think he does in the movie. Uh, He was all right.
2: He's great. Um, Chew looking at. Chew looking at.
1: I'll say one of the only, like, working class London accents I think we've heard In the films to that point. Oh,
2: yeah, that was a thing that you. Which is interesting because
1: I would definitely have expected, like, some other students Mm -hmm. or somebody. Like, most of them either have, like, standard, you know, what you think of, like, as radio accent Southern England, or they have a Scottish or an Irish. Yeah. Yeah. We don't hear a variety of, like, classes you did
2: comment that you liked the variety of accents there were
1: i do like the variety of accents i like that there's you know scottish and irish uh no welsh which is unfortunate for me but you know it's not just english accents but also there isn't a variety within like the there isn't a variety of english accents yeah yeah Yeah, yeah yeah like i don't hear anybody with a northern accent or with like an estuary accent yeah. I mean, maybe that's just where they hired all their
0: child actors. That's
1: totally possible.
0: Yeah. but Whatever. Um, we liked the monster versus monster, the monster book of monsters. It was cute. It's cute. It was cute. more monster. It's a good design.
1: I like it.
2: Much more monster. Definitely. It
0: was
1: a bit strange that they put in that scene without saying why Harry has this book.
2: Yeah, I mean, they don't say it in the book because he doesn't know that, they don't know that Hagrid is the professor. Well, he gets no, but... it from Hagrid and with a note that says, I'm the teacher.
1: Yeah, he gets it from Hagrid saying it's for class.
2: It'll be useful for you, yeah, is what Hagrid But says. at least
1: there's that. Yeah. In the movie, it's just, here's this book that Harry has to fight and then we'll do something else.
0: <laughs> like, okay. Here's a fun thing that I enjoyed in this movie is uh, it was the first time I realized that and this I don't know where this I don't know if this is an Emma Watson thing or if it was in the script if somebody knows I would love to know but uh, when Hermione is angry she calls Ron Ronald and yeah. that does not really <laughs> yes. happen in the books yeah, that but it is it is a, bit it in is the a movies, real is to great. life friend thing um, Jimmy if you're listening hey Jimmy um, when he is being a butt I call him James Like it's the same yeah. thing right oh, like yeah. you use the mom full name name
1: And if your draft, friend has like a short name as their real name you make you up a longer it, don't- name don't- yeah, you make yeah. up a longer name for them, because like that's friend, what Fry, you do. Who we
2: call Frybert,
0: if we need yeah. to say a longer name. So, um, I yeah. used to say Scotland occasionally. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's great. And I, I, um, it's perfect, I, um, I enjoy that, that friend bit. Uh,
2: I really like the way that I, I, I can never remember the name of this director, because I'm really bad at names.
0: Alfonso Cuaron. Uh, I like the
2: way that he depicts the Leaky Cauldron,
0: just mm-hmm. the Leaky
2: Cauldron scenes. I don't mm-hmm. like necessarily the change to the new Tom. Um, no, I don't know why that happened. Yeah. But... What was that about? Uh...
0: I think he just wanted to make it quirkier.
2: Yeah, I guess,
0: mm. but it's not great. Fine. No, it's not great.
2: Um. But I really like the, I don't know, just the atmosphere of the leaky cauldron, the way that yeah. Yeah, the little, little background details of people in the background and like the chairs magically going up on the table and the,
0: and the poor housekeeper,
1: the poor
2: housekeeper yeah. getting like,
1: I really liked the scene with uh, Mr. Weasley talking to Harry, which Mm -hmm. is not from the book. But I liked the way that that scene was choreographed with them, Mm -hmm. like, moving from place to place in the room because people are so busy around them. Yeah,
0: and the posters in the background.
1: And the posters, Um, yeah.
0: Also, it felt a lot more genuine of a conversation than the one that he has with Mr. Weasley and the one that he overhears with Mr. and Mrs. Weasley. Like, this actually felt like, yeah, in the book. Like, this actually felt like, oh, I understand why he's pulling him aside, and I understand why it's happening right now. Like, I, I actually thought that that was a better plotted thing. I do also
1: think that was a really good choice. I mean, yeah, it's in character for Mr. Weasley, right? To be yeah. like, you know, you're my son's best friend. This is part of my job.
2: Um, oh, we, sh- we didn't talk about uh, Fudge at all in the se- for the second movie. So oh, yeah. We, you had some comments they made, about Fudge. They
1: made Fudge too boring. Yeah. yeah. He's supposed to look like a, a Batman villain
2: and i think that you i think that they the movies make things a lot darker than they are in just darker like aesthetically yes than the books are
1: he's supposed to be wearing like purple
2: yeah he's supposed to be wearing purple pinstripes with a green bowler hat a lime yeah. green bowler lime hat green, yeah if that character was in this movie without any other things different about the atmosphere that would be very strange
1: yeah i mean dumbledore probably also should be dressing Way more flamboyantly, gaudier, yeah.
2: That is just a general choice in all of the movies, which gets darker and darker as they go along, which is one of the things I don't like about
1: them, but... (laughs) Like, the visual of putting him in just, like, a upper-class business suit, it gets across the idea of him being, like, big, important guy.
2: Yeah. It doesn't get across uh, his, like...
1: Incompetence?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And his, his, like... Bumblingness also. Yes. Like you can be competent and bumbling, but he's both bumbling and incompetent.
2: In the movies he does not appear bumbling at all. No. Which is an like a different choice, I guess. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's more just like generally surprised by things in the movies. Yeah. Not a huge issue. For so like me ignorance. In the great scheme of things.
1: The... Yeah. But yeah.
2: The we meet the first Dementor on the Train. yeah
0: i guess this is an interesting time to talk about i'm gonna jump around a little bit but the way that they depict alfonso chooses this as like the way that he depicts dementors like sucking out happy memories and i think it's repeated mm-hmm. throughout all the movies is they like kind of you can see sort of a layer of the face be like almost ghosty sucked into the they do dementor. like yeah a smudge a smudge filter yeah where the face is getting sucked away. I think it works really well. And I think it's important that it works really well. Um, and I think in the in our chat, I made the same argument about in the next book and then the next book after that, you'll see a lot of apparition, which is where you disappear and reappear in a different place. Mm-hmm. And the way that they depict that in the movies doesn't match the books at all. But I think that if it's if you're not traveling with that person, then it doesn't make any sense visually to not have what they do in the movies, which is sort of like a trailer. <laughs> we'll get effect. to that when we yeah. <laughs> uh, see appar- apparition. Yeah. I think it's the same thing here with Dementors. Like, if you don't see anything happening, then as an audience, nothing is happening. Right. And I think that this is a great example of what the first two movies do really, really poorly. This movie shows, it doesn't tell. And the first two movies tell, they don't show.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of exposition. <laughs>
0: and in this movie, there's like not even enough exposition, I would argue. Like if you didn't yes. know the things that were happening, then this movie would be terribly confusing. And I think that that actually makes for a better movie if you've read the book. Because yes, you don't agreed. need it to just tell you the thing. Just show me. Just show me the next scene. Just move on. And I think it does a great job doing that. And I think the Dementor is a is a good example of
2: I uh, no, I will say about the Dementors is... Up until now I always hated the way the dementors are d- depicted in the movies not the like sucking out your mm. emotions but thing, the dementors themselves but the dementors themselves and I think it's because they terrified me when I first saw the movie
0: mm. understandable they
2: were so scary and like the in the books they're literally just described as like floating figures with ho- with like hooded black robes they're not described mm-hmm. as like skeletal and like mm. like
0: that's not true you see a skeletal hand
2: mm, do you see that in the third one Yes, I don't remember that,
0: but it wasn't how
1: you pictured them. Anyway,
2: it wasn't how I pictured it, and yeah, I never pictured pictured them to be quite that terrifying. And I was yeah, I them.
1: will say it did surprise me that they like swarm in the way that they do in the movies. I was I had always pictured them as like hovering over the ground rather than like flying, which doesn't make a ton of sense. But uh, I remembered the thing that I was a little bit miffed about the plot changing, which was mm-hmm. that the movie really underemphasizes the Marauders generation story mm-hmm. which we get in the book. Yeah. Like there's barely any mention of the And that's because we fact. don't
2: see a lot of Snape at all. And we hear like a, right. a lot but of But we like barely
1: even get the like they I don't think they even say that the four Marauders were friends. Like all yeah. four of them. You Understand through context clues that Sirius and Remus were friends, and you understand that Peter was their friend.
0: You get it in the exposition circle.
1: You get that Lupin knew James.
0: No, in the exposition circle, they said it was the circle of friends.
1: Sure, but they don't say like this was a this was a friend group.
2: So in Hogsmeade, when we when Harry overhears the conversation, they say that James and Sirius were friends. And that Peter Pettigrew was always following them and was like also their friend.
1: And then separately, we get that separately Lupin. Separately,
2: we hear from Lupin that that he was, he was James's
1: friends. friend.
2: But he actually talks more about Lily, which is not a thing that is in the books at all.
1: Yeah, which is weird. I mean, surely she was also there.
2: Yeah. And <gasps> their friends. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I think it totally makes sense for Lupin to have been friends with Lily. Yeah. Based on their personalities when we see more of their, like... It's young, just a
1: weird shifting of emphasis where the book is so much about the repercussions of that generation. Mm-hmm. You know, as with Snape, but also with, like, them all having Animagus forms. Why do they have Animagus forms? The movie doesn't say.
0: True. No, it doesn't. It skips a lot there. Yeah.
1: And it, in doing it really de-emphasizes Lupin's story, which is, like, a personal, like, nitpick for me. Because that's a lot of what the book is. Yeah. Like, it's the story of, of Lupin and the story of Sirius. And we really only get the story of Sirius.
0: That's true. That's really true.
1: And so when Snape shows up in the Shrieking Shack to, like, point a gun at Sirius, is like, well, why? What what stake do you have here? What's this? Why are you here? Yeah. No, I
0: think that that's, that's really true.
1: And then, <laughs> and then at the end... They, I, I don't know who the screenwriter was, but they chose to put in a scene, like in the Harry says goodbye to Lupin scene. They chose to put in a line where Harry's like, Yo, we didn't change anything. What's up with that? And then they chose to have Lupin say, Oh, no, you did because. An
2: innocent man is free.
1: Serious got saved, but I'm resigning because everyone's racist. Oh, anyway, yeah. Which made me hate the ending more. It made it worse, anyway. Hermione
0: punches Malfoy and it's great. It's so good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you
0: see it twice. And uh-huh. you see it twice. <laughs> it's real good. With
2: commentary from Ron and then with commentary from Harry the second time. So. Yeah. Uh, turn to page 394. <laughs> to page 394.
0: <laughs> I miss
1: Alan Rickman. Mm-hmm. I like his PowerPoint. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> It makes no sense.
2: Yeah, I was watching it that when we were like, I don't think I paid attention to it really before, but like it keeps switching back and forth between like three slides.
0: It does. And yeah. The
2: one with like the, the cave wall art, cave art is just repeated over and over and over again. Yeah,
1: And has very little to do with werewolves. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's I going on. I assume
0: that that's like history of werewolves. Here's the first depiction sure. of them. Um, Sure. I would like to switch teachers for a second and sure i want to talk about how i want emma thompson to crush me can you
2: oh yeah we should talk about uh emma because that was
1: yeah how i love her that was good
2: her depiction yes. of Trelawney is perfect the best phenomenal it's,
0: perfect. It's, it's so good it's perfect also i love that hermione cannot control her face um i get yes. this comment a lot in fact a coworker of mine texted me and was like you should turn off your zoom camera in meetings because you can't control your face and i now often turn off my camera in zoom meetings because i can't control my face neither can hermione and hermione in these classes the two emma's acting against each other is wonderful it's just wonderful it just
1: very very warms my cold
0: dead heart that's all that's it my only
1: quibble is that the robe does not feel as cramped as it ought to no
0: it doesn't it should be like half
1: the space with the students all sitting on top of each other but it's fine
0: um, moving to a different class, this is a tiny thing that I never noticed before. But Hagrid just picks Harry up like a baby and puts him onto Buckbeak. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is not and a Harry's thing that like, I had no, no, ever no, no, noticed no, no, no. before. But just like under the armpits, up uh-huh. like a baby, and on, and yep. you're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's it's a very funny moment. I'd never noticed.
1: I really appreciate how much of this movie takes place outside. Yeah. Even in places where it doesn't make any sense for it to be taking place outside. Yeah. It makes it a lot better. (laughs) Harry going on random walks with Lupin, which is weird for a teacher-student relationship. Even if it is your dad's friend, don't leave the school. Lots of nice forests and meadows.
0: Yeah. Speaking of school grounds, um, after the fat lady is attacked, everyone has to go sleep in the great hall. And there's a very famous prank where Alan Rickman and Michael Gambon, so Snape and Dumbledore. did
2: watch. I didn't watch it. Have you watched oh, it? Oh, okay. We'll, we'll put the link. You linked it in the movie commentary and then we kept commentating. <laughs>
0: I'll put the link, we'll put the link in the show notes for this YouTube video. Um, But Michael Gambon and Alan Rickman, they put a whoopee cushion underneath Dan Rad's head. And so when he put his head down, there was big fart noise. And it's very funny. (laughs) Because it's these two adults pranking him and like everybody knew and it was hilarious. And it's just like, the cast was so fond of each other in so many ways. And it's very cute.
2: That's one of my favorite things about the movies is the cast.
1: Yeah, you yeah. can definitely tell the camaraderie between all I of. I mean, the... they were
2: working together for ten years.
1: Especially, especially between the kids. Oh my god, the yeah. Gryffindor, uh, common room scene where they're all like eating the candy. Yeah, they're that... all in their.
0: This is the very beginning. They're eating their. They're in the dorm. They're in their like. Boys' dormitory. Yeah, yeah, the boys' dormitory, and they're like just in their like PJs, eating candy, birdie fots and every flavor of beans, and just like hitting each other with pillows and staying up too late. It's great. It's so good. It's kids being kids, hanging out. Throughout this movie, like the way that Ron and Hermione snip at each other, they never have the big blow-up fight that they do in the book, which honestly I appreciate.
1: I also appreciate.
0: The way that they snip at each other is wonderful because it's very teenager in a great way. And I think that that's true in book four and the movie four as well is like they keep that. Whereas in the the first movie, (laughs) Harry says... um, Hang on, I have to find it. It's something, I wrote it down in our chat. It was something like, I haven't any money. Like, motherfucker, you are 11. You don't say, I haven't any money. You say, I don't have any money. Yeah. The haven't in there is doing so much heavy lifting of like, I am a British children's story. Like, I haven't any money. Here it is. How am I to pay for this? I haven't any money.
2: Very Oliver Twist.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, you are not Oliver Twist. Also, you have a make account. You have Trust Fund. Shout out uh, to
1: the screenwriter for movie three because yeah, that, the dialogue does a lot
0: of the work. It does so much in work. like encouraging them in how to act. Yeah, and also it helps them a lot because I think also the kids grow up so much. These actors There's and one scene that I'm 100
2: percent sure they didn't have a script for and was uh improvised which is them going into the Gryffindor common room for the first time in the f- third movie where they're talking about the fat lady and her singing they're definitely yeah. just making that up
0: yeah and you can tell because <laughs> it's
2: not as good as the rest of the dialogue
0: yeah any other big things about this movie I don't think we need to go plug we have not
2: point. I mean we we kind of touched on the music
0: it's so good it's worth touching again. It's real Speaking good. Speaking
2: of the, the Buckbeak scene, the the care of magical creatures mm. scene. Whenever I think about the music in this movie, I always think about the drums in that scene when they're Harry yeah. is riding Buckbeak for the first time.
1: It's real <laughs> good. Oh, one thing that we disagreed on was the uh, design of the werewolf. Yes, I don't like it. Both of you, I think, did do not like.
2: I didn't mind it yesterday <laughs> when we watched it, <laughs> but I definitely hated it before. And I don't know why. I can't remember why I hated it, so.
0: Okay. Well, it doesn't look like a wolf. I think that's why I like it. <laughs> I think, I like, you should say your reasoning, because I like your reasoning. I disagree with, but I sure, <laughs> like sure, your reasoning. Sure, sure, sure. So, like,
1: obviously it is, it is a CG creature. It looks more like a cryptid.
0: Yeah, it's like standing on its hind legs, but the hind legs are backward and bent. And...
1: Yeah, it's very gangly, very raggedy. It it is not a wolf. It is a... It is is truly
0: a man-wolf hybrid.
1: It is a humanoid that has some wolf-like features and is very... It looks looks like the product of a curse, which I think is what JKR is trying to get across with werewolves. Like, this is not...
2: It's not just a person turning into a regular wolf. It's not
1: just a person turning into a regular wolf and a regular wolf causing mayhem. It is like a is a cursed creature like i don't i don't think that that is the uh thought (laughs) that went into designing this but it definitely feels more terrifying and more you know quote-unquote unnatural than just like man turns into a wolf
0: i completely agree with you and also i still hate it sure (laughs) this heart
2: this heart (laughs) remus this heart is true they're so gay
0: they're so i did not expect how gay they would be they're so they' Snape in love. saying that they're like. An old married couple. He calls them an old married couple. Bickering like an old married couple.
1: <laughs> sure is sign
0: that they are. Uh huh. <laughs> they are. They're an old married couple. Gary Oldman
2: as serious yeah. is wonderful.
0: Delight. I think he does a really great job. I think that he, like we've talked about, he's shafted by the fact that all of the actors for playing the people who are the Marauder's age are too old.
2: Honestly, I think. If you don't look at time, if you don't care about the timelines in the book, it's fine. Oh, yeah. I I like I know that it is important that Harry's parents died really young, but Mm -hmm. it's not like important to the plot. It's just like important for like emotional
1: reasons. Yeah, I do think that James looks way too old in all of the pictures. Like
2: if you don't think care about the timeline of the plot and the fact that Harry's parents were supposed to die really young, it's fine that all of the the actors are older. They're all really good at their job.
1: (laughs) I think it yeah. would be more compelling to me if uh, Snape and Lupin especially were, like, 35. hmm It would make Snape more, more horrible because he's... Uh, I don't know why... Like, it doesn't make it better to be abusive to students if you're old. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, someone who's, like, just a generation ahead of you, being that cruel feels worse. Yeah. And then Lupin also being... Being the cool young teacher.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We haven't mentioned David Thewlis yet. We just talked like a bit about Lupin, sort of, but David Thulis is good as Lupin, I think.
1: He's good. He does a good job with the character. Aside
2: from age, all of these actors are very good at playing the characters that they play, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I do wish it was a Welsh actor because that's fair. That's a fact, but it did fine.
2: Oh, the, the little extra scene of saying goodbye to Sirius. Uh, is nice because I, I feel like the thing one of the things that you didn't like E about the third book was how just negative the ending is right yeah there's like one point of light that then gets like squashed immediately I feel like they make it a little bit
0: softer in the movie they
1: do they add an extra scene with Sirius which I think was a good call
0: I also like the line that he says where he says like I don't know the exact wording but he says something like it's it's so tragic that I got to spend so much time with James and so little with you. Yeah. I think that that softens it a lot. It does. It does.
2: I don't think the way you said that was the way that it is, though. <laughs> like, not that I don't mean the wording. I mean, like, he he said it's a shame that he got to spend so much time with James and Harry did not get to spend the, so much time with his parents.
0: Wow. That is not how I have ever read that line. Yeah. That's also what I thought it was, Adela. He says,
2: I can't remember exactly the, what is the wording? It's, it's
1: something like, I got to spend so much time with James and you And you didn't. so little.
2: He, what he says is, and you so little.
0: Which is ambiguous. That's so ambiguous. I have never thought that he was talking about James. I have always thought he was talking about himself. Which to me made that scene a lot better because he's talking about his relationship with Harry. Yeah. I think it's good either way. I had no idea that that's how you two were interpreting it. Yeah, there you go. I, I like always better.
1: <laughs>
2: but, I like but I
1: definitely read it the other mine way. First. Better. I like ours better. <laughs> they're both good. Um, they're you both know, good. maybe maybe Sirius is just that clever, and he.
2: Although it actually the way that Zoe, the way that you interpret it, makes more sense for the way Sirius's character is and his relationship with Harry, because it is yeah. very much like it's very much caring about his relationship with Harry and his relationship with James, and not Harry's potential relationship with James.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's Lupin's thing in the that's movie. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Let them all go live happily together. We also didn't get uh, another thing that they cut out was Snape being just completely un- insufferable At the ab- end. about solving it, like catching Black, which I think yeah. is probably probably a good idea. But I really want to see Alan Rickman doing it. If you had
2: that, then you would also have to have the screaming scene after they come back from being back in time.
1: Yeah, I want to see Alan Rickman doing that, <laughs> like. I I want to see him pulling off horrible Snape. Mm-hmm.
2: I definitely don't think that they ever make Snape horrible enough in the movies. Yeah. No. Um, Which I
1: think Alan Rickman is an actor who has the nuance and the personal charm to do that without also traumatizing the child actors he was working with. Yeah. like I, th- I think he could have pulled it off.
2: Oh, I agree. But yeah, that is a... What we said before in the last episode is a good point about the way that Alan Rickman portrayed Snape in the movies is one of the big reasons why Snape is a more popular Mm -hmm. character than he probably should be.
1: Snape even, like, is able to get redemption.
2: And is definitely, uh, probably, definitely a factor in why I used to be a fan of Snape.
1: Oh, for sure. I I mean, now that I've seen, you know, even three of the movies, I can totally get it.
2: And, like, he continues to be incredible as Snape through all the movies. And, like, the arc that Snape has in the movies is really good, in my opinion.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I mean, if if it was, if I had not read him being horrible in the books, and if I didn't know that that was the source material, I would also be fine with. I think
0: he's exactly as horrible in the movie as he's in the books. He's just more likable.
1: Mm,
0: Sure. Like, I think his story is just as bad.
2: Yeah, the story is the same.
0: I just mean he's less abusive. That's true.
2: Mo- mainly because we don't see potions classes like ever.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we also don't get him yelling at Harry nearly as much in this book.
0: We do see the hallway scene where- The hallway oh, scene yeah. is neat. Rather than having Harry run back after getting in trouble after splattering Malfoy with mud, he sees Peter Pettigrew on the map and sort of tries to go after him in the middle Which of the night. a
1: really, really good adaptation yeah. choice, in my opinion.
0: Same. I also
2: always like. I always got frustrated with the um, the scene that scene in the book, the yeah. like throwing mud scene in the book. A because it makes no sense, but also B because I just wanted Harry to have that moment of getting yes. back at Malfoy without like getting in trouble, which he and does they
0: get it in the, in the movie. movie so. But specifically in the in the movie, you get Snape being like really combative with Harry in the hallway, <laughs> and it's a it's a really good scene for both Rickman and Dan Radd. I think that they both do a yeah. really great job. I think the last thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that they moved around the Firebolt scene. Oh, yeah. That was also so good. Rather than having a Firebolt show up in the middle of the book. Um, Which was
2: a thing that was un- bothered. Didn't it, that bother?
0: It bothered me a lot because it, it didn't us, make sense we were talking Hermione.
2: About, yeah, that Hermione would assume that would jump to yeah. that conclusion.
0: The logic doesn't track. A wild thing
1: for Sirius to have done. And been able to do
0: so at the end of the novel and or at the end of the movie instead you get a scene where there's a firebolt dropped off at the Gryffindor table with uh, Buckbeak's feather and of course if you don't know what Buckbeak's feather looks like or that it's Buckbeak's feather you wouldn't know that that's what it was and so it's a nice little secret code saying it's from Sirius and Harry gets to sort of freeze frame his way into the distance with The new firebolt, and it makes a lot more sense, and it's a really nice way to end the movie.
2: It's also a very funny freeze frame.
0: (laughs) It's a bad freeze frame. (laughs) A bad (laughs) freeze frame. (laughs) All right. Good movie.
1: Good movie. Unless something like dramatically better happens in one of the later ones, I think this will be my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really. It's it's really well done. It's a story that I like with characters that I like and it's a really tightly made film.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the yeah. music is
1: amazing. And it's fun to music watch. Music is amazing. <laughs> Acting is great. It's good stuff.
2: We'll rewatch. Maybe not the others, but this one,
0: yes. Not so much the others. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a thing. Oh yeah, that was one more thing that I like thought about before we started recording either of these episodes. The idea of cause I talked about in our last book episode not reading the books again after we finish pot or not but i think i might still rewatch the movies sometimes
1: yeah there's a layer of separation there mm-hmm. yeah i
2: think it goes back to what we talked about in last episode about when i said like i know the first two movies are bad but i like watching bad movies sometimes and like sometimes yeah. you have movies that you like not because they're good movies but because I don't know why. It's just fun to watch them, um, right. and like I said, like it's fun to watch them with people. But I think that's something that I will still enjoy, and I think I will still enjoy it with the rest of the movies as well, even though I don't like them. <laughs> um, as, <laughs> but there's all there's parts in every movie that I do like, so we'll yeah. get there. Yeah. But watching these movies as like bad movies that are fun to watch and fun to hate or whatever, I have never met a book that I have wanted to reread because I didn't like it because it was a bad book. Yeah. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> so, yeah. it's a different with movies than it is with books.
1: Yeah, it's hard to find a book that's like bad in a fun way. It's yeah. also not a group activity, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> unless you're making a <laughs> podcast about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would argue that the, none of the sections that were bad were bad in a fun way.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I, I think that I will probably rewatch the movies with friends in the future, even if after I stop rereading the books. It's just a little interesting thing that I realized. Yeah. yeah. Favorite moments from the third movie?
1: Oh,
0: goodness. The punch.
2: <laughs> the punch, yeah.
0: Um, No, actually, I think it's um Emma Watson's acting when she says, is that really what my hair looks like from behind? I think that she does a really great job. In that is a thing that
2: um I've seen a lot of people annoyed with, and I like felt have felt annoyed with in the past because Hermione as a character is not at all vain like that.
0: Um, oh, I didn't see it as vain. I saw it as like I didn't. <laughs> that's just like you never see that side of yourself, literally.
2: Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I saw it in a different way than you did. But
0: the uh, the Bogart scene, we didn't so, talk uh,
2: about mm-hmm. it,
1: but that scene is incredibly good. Also, that's Alan okay. Rickman in grandma clothes is great. Perfect. Also,
2: just the headcanon that Lupin listens to swing music is wonderful, yes. and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Twice!
1: Two scenes of swing and, music! Yeah,
2: he's listening to it when he's packing as well. It's so good.
1: Such a good choice. I'm trying to think if I
2: have a favorite moment other than the ones that are already mentioned. Oh, I just love... I've done my waiting.
1: <laughs> Twelve <laughs> years of it!
2: Waiting. Twelve years of it! And
1: Also a lot less of what Azkaban is
0: oh yeah yeah nothing of what azkaban is Mm -hmm. yeah
1: which is fine yeah i would probably be i like the scene at the end i would probably be more upset with it if they had put it in yeah than that they didn't so whatever yeah
2: all right the third movie is great this one you should go and watch
0: this one you should go and watch we have been really enjoying doing these podcasts if you have any questions you would like us to answer about the movies or thoughts or whatever, please, please reach out to us. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Zoe Topaz, Z-O-E-T-O-P-A-Z, or by my book, Ostentatious, The Evolving World of Jane Austen Fans, wherever books are sold. Sorry, I got distracted by a fall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Two minutes left, <laughs> E. Yes, it just happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have been E. You can find me on Twitter at
0: CEL10E.
2: I am Adela. You can find me on Twitter at Aredel, A R E D H E L underscore underscore.
0: And you can find the show at Potter on both Twitter and Tumblr, and more music by our wonderful composer, Morgan Jackson, at We Did The Time Warp Again. And then if you are reading along with us, we are going to start book four by reading the first four chapters. So if you would like to read along with us, that's chapters one through four. Thanks for
2: listening to our nonsense once again.
0: Uh, (laughs) Thank you.
2: hello again Craig
1: welcome back
2: welcome back
1: Craig, Craig also did had to not pay. step on my keyboard again nope you are
2: if E gets disconnected from the call
1: sometimes when Dizzy uh, he steps on my mute button and sometimes that makes discord audio go okay. so you have to disconnect and reconnect so I disconnect and reconnect just to be safe he is a little troublemaker. Dizzy's a good boy.
0: He's a I good boy. He's
1: nubbin. terrifyingly tech savvy.
2: Yeah, but right before I, right before I um, connected Craig to this <laughs> to this call, um, Dizzy sent us a, a message, right. <laughs> and then disconnected E from the call. So,
0: As Dizzy he also reprogrammed your air conditioner to be in Celsius.
1: He did. Uh-huh.
2: How, wait, which is what? I missed that. I did not hear my. This.
1: It had uh, buttons on the top of it um, to, to like, change the temperature up and down. And somehow, by standing on it, he changed it to Celsius, which is something you're only supposed to be able to do with the remote for that wow. unit, which I did not, like, I had lost. <laughs> and so I couldn't change it back, because you could only do that function with the remote. So for the last, like, two months of me having that AC, it was just in Celsius, and so I... I learned the difference between like twenty-two to twenty-four degrees and how I liked it. Um
2: <laughs> yeah, Dizzy is a good boy and very tech savvy. And we love his button oven. And we love him very much.
0: Replacing me on this podcast, apparently. That's right. Yes. Um Dizzy has many things to say about crookshanks. <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> speaking of <laughs> Um just a quick uh, shout out to the movie burlesque it's on netflix highly recommend as a not great but really great movie to watch if you're looking for <laughs> something to watch it's got christina aguilera and Cher, and um it also has um fuck yeah uh the short bald man jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> did he you <do> <laughs> No. Danny
2: DeVito is what I was gonna the say. The nice
0: short bald man. <laughs> oh, my. Stanley Tucci!
2: <laughs> What's wrong that's with Danny a... DeVito? Is he not nice?
0: Oh no, he's just a weirdo. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Um no, this movie has Cher, Christina Aguilera, Alan Cumming, Peter Gallagher, Kristen Bell, and Stanley Tucci in it. And so I recommend that everybody go watch all
2: right three. That's that's we had to get our we had to get our we had to get our uh, bonus episodes uh movie (laughs)
0: recommendations (laughs) I love Stanley Tucci with my entire soul